Listening to Letter to a Black Girl, a podcast that celebrates the best of Black British women. I'm your host, Gloria Onitari. Hello, hello, it's me. Yes, it's Gloria Onitari, and this is Letter to a Black Girl. Okay, we are back, and it's another week. And my word, we've got some phenomenal ladies joining us today. Quite simply, titans. And I know that we are going to be inspired, inspired, inspired by what they have to say. So, Welcoming you both to the table, we have self pen mother, wife, presenter, and host, and sociable enjoyer. And that is why she's here. Yes, the tremendous Terry Martin Ajala. And oh my goodness, where do I even start for now? Let's just say the undeniably most distinguished. British business leader that Aww. we have, Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Wow, don't look like that, Dr. Yvonne. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, hello, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good. Yeah, it's been a long day, but because um, I'm one of these people that, you know, I'm up with the break of dawn. And so by four o'clock, I'm actually tired. So this is a late night for me. No, not really. <laughs> Don't no, worry. My no mom, not really. Uh, my mum <laughs> falls asleep at like eight o'clock. She's always like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, what are you doing in bed? <laughs> but she's well, up at five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. my time. But my wake up time is around about five. My get up time is around the same time time oh. but I very rarely make it to bed before 10 30 11 o'clock maybe 12 so it's you know four or five wow. hours sleep yeah it's a long day survive. well listen you look amazing for four oh, well, thank you yes like, I'm like yes. I need to know what is in your water <laughs> honestly So, look, here's the thing. Anyone that knows me knows I love and admire women that like to keep things, you know, fizzy in multiple ways. Terry, with your bright personality, presenting <laughs> across numerous mediums, you know, radio hosting, a travel business. Yes. And, and then holding up home, bringing up two gorgeous boys. How do you keep that going? Do you know what? Sometimes I look at myself and I think, you you do too much. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think to myself, I am definitely, uh, what, is, what do they say, master of none, when you can do many things, but you're a master of none. Yeah. That's my problem. I get too excited about everything that I see. So I'm just like, oh, I want to do that. And I want to do that. And I want to do that. And I just think, you know what? Everyone says, while well, you're young, just do whatever you can. So that's me. I'm just ticking all the boxes until yeah. I get fed up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I move Fing, on. Finger in all the pies. I love yeah. that. So the travel business, I love that because the things that we've already talked about, they don't sort of mold together. Essentially, yeah. they don't spring to mind a travel business with like a hosting and all that kind of stuff. Where did the inspiration for that come from? Do you know what? It's so crazy how life works out, you know, because I've always loved traveling. And I've always said, if I could get paid to travel, that would be my dream, dream, dream job. So with the hosting and presenting, I, I was always thinking of a way, how can I make the hosting and presenting into a job where people can pay me to travel and do the same thing? And, you know, we have them programs on TV where people go abroad and they tell you about the area or they look at homes and whatsoever. I was just thinking, yeah, I need something like that. And then it just happened to be last year that my friend introduced me to this business because I wanted to book something. She was like, Terry, do you know if you book it through the system you can earn the money back yourself and I was just like huh what do you mean I can earn <laughs> the commissions back and book these things for myself what have I been doing all this time giving my money away to other people mm -hmm. so yeah I simply do that now but then on top of it I use my voice to teach others how to travel and earn money themselves as well so you see how it all ended up molding together mm -hmm. and you just never know these days and because I'm such a creative as well I'm able to use my social media to entice people people to go to places and show them how they can go there for cheaper. So it all just ended up coming together. 
Yeah, I see. I love to see that. And I love to see, mm. you know, assist doing that as well, because, you know, mm. we don't always get taught even about like just investing. So doing that is it's just fantastic. And I'm so glad you're spreading it. You're sharing it. Because, yes. Um, oh, that's why I really wanted to highlight that today, because I was seeing that and I thought, God, like, you know, it's just about how you expand. Do you know what I mean? How you yeah. take the one thing that you start with and then keep expanding and growing. Yeah. Dr. Yvonne, you are literally like the lady of first, like the lady of firsts, okay? So you started your own company. You were the music editor for Roots, uh, which was the UK's first glossy black magazine. And then you founded the UK's first black music radio station, Choice FM. You're chair to the Radio Academy. You're the first, I think they say, sort of like the first black owned PR company, ASAP Communications. Yeah, you see, here the first UK (laughs) black women's business network the european federation of black business uh, women business owners you are literally in so many people's eyes and i'm so glad you're here today because you are really like the in my eyes the role model for the black community especially for women that want to start business you've yeah. done so much how could you explain it all in a nutshell <laughs> Is that possible? Is it possible? Is that even possible? (laughs) Have you you got 40 years worth of listening time? Well, you know, it sounds a lot, but the longer you're around, the more you can do. And I've been around for, you know, I've been been a business owner. I started my business 37 years ago. So, uh, and I've always, except for one job, I worked for myself all this time. So, you know, you get... You do a lot of things. You do a lot of things. I, you know, I keep doing a lot of things. I keep supporting women. I keep supporting the black community because it's something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, people say, how do you get the energy? Where do you do that? You know, where do you get the time? Where? Well, I told you how I get the time. <laughs> I, wake up, I wake up at five and go to bed about midnight, but it's great fun. And I think as long as you're passionate about something, you'll always find the energy. And I mean, and Terry, I love your energy. And I know, oh, thank that, you. you know, and in fact, in my letter, I've said, you know, when you're your age or younger you think oh god I've got loads of time but who knows (laughs) who knows if you've got lots of time and if you if you are lucky and you end up growing to my age and I've been very lucky the older you get the shorter the time gets so the time to put everything and do everything you really want to do is when you're younger Mm-hmm. But how do you tell young people that? How do you get young people to understand that? Do as much as you can whilst you're young. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is, the other thing that I found, you know, as I get older, everything takes longer. So you don't have as much time. And whilst you're young, use that time, use that energy to do all the things that you feel you want to do, which is what you're doing, Terry. So I I was listening and thinking, yeah, if only I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I was, I know, even 20. But it's been great. I've had a great journey. You know, as you say, I feel a bit of a pioneer. I feel that I've kind of changed, been part of a group that changed British culture as far as music is concerned yeah and well not just music everything and I'll keep on doing whatever I can until there is no more breath amen I'm so here for that oh my goodness well listen Go on, Terry. Gonna, sorry, I was going to say off the back of that, it's crazy because I think two days ago I posted something um, when I was championing one of my mentors in the travel industry. She's done so much within a year. And I literally said that the one thing I take from her and her promotions and how well she's doing is her passion. Because when people say, I don't have time, oh, Terry, I'd love to do that, but I don't have time. It's not you don't have time, you don't have the passion. passion. Because yeah. like you said, when you've got the passion, you will wake up at five o'clock to make sure you've got that extra hour to put into your travel business or your whatever business and to do your exercise and to do your meditation yeah. before you start your day. It's yeah. the passion that drives you through everything. And, you know, all the perks come later, the money comes later, the accolades, they all come later on. But it's the passion that takes you through and through. One of the sayings that I have is that my passion for what I do 
gets me up early in the morning mm -hmm. and keeps me up late at night and sleep gets in the way. If I could get away without <laughs> sleeping, I would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Exactly, yeah. As you both know, this is Letter to a Black Girl. I get all my guests to read a letter to their younger selves. And as you came up with yours first, you mentioned it, um, Dr. Yvonne. Can I ask oh. you to go first? Oh, wow. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Yes, please. Oh, my gosh. How long have you got? No, not really. <laughs> not really. Okay, so let me, um, let me just find it and start off. So is it to your younger self or is it to a young black girl? I, you know, it's to anybody that will gain anything from it. So I have said, dear young black girl, life has many wonders ahead for you. It is like a box of chocolates. There's so much to choose from. But all you have to do is keep your eyes open, keep your eyes on the prize and seize every single moment. And if you look carefully, there are so many wonderful moments to come. Some of my sayings that served me well so far is live like there's no tomorrow because you don't know whether there will be one. Love like you've never been hurt. Believe me, you can and you will be hurt. And dance like there's no one watching. Do what you're doing without a care. Some of quotes that I've found from Maya Angelou, people don't remember you for what you say, but they remember you for how you make them feel. So where possible, always be kind. Don't expect the same standards of others that you have, because you will be disappointed. So in other words, if you do something for someone, don't think they're gonna be doing the same for you. I found that so many times and it has been disappointing. So don't expect from others. Educate yourself or later in life, you'll wish you had. Now, at my age, when I was going through education, there weren't very many black people going to university. So I never went to university. And I say to all you young girls out there now, have the opportunity, use what you can and get every single bit of education and learning that you can, because you never know when it's gonna come into play for you. Family is one of the most precious things. Keep them close, but be prepared to forgive and forget because there's gonna be a lot of that you will have to do. Don't hang on to anger. It's just one letter away from danger. That's something else you have to remember. And don't be consumed by negativity. It's draining and you can put your energy to much better use. At 17 or 18 or however young you are, you may not believe that life is short. You will think I have all the time in the world and suddenly you're 40 and you're wondering where the hell have all those years gone? I'm telling you, start from now. So be ambitious, be curious, grow your resilience because you will need it. Be passionate, be confident. You will only be hurt by others if you let them hurt you. Others will only bring you joy if you let them. So be open to joy, be fearless and focus on your focus. Find your focus and focus on your focus. If you follow these rules, you'll never be bored. You'll never have enough time to do all the things you want to, but you will meet amazing people along the way and you will get to all the places on your wish list, like Terry. <laughs> She's got a wish list to travel, so good luck with that. I always say that reciprocity rocks. Always give back because karma can be a bitch, believe me. It's better to pay it forward and give before you receive. Since the advent of the internet, the world is now at your fingertip. Make use of it. We never had that opportunity when we were your age. If you knew then at 17 what you knew, know now, you will have lived a fruitful life, a life full of passion that wakes you up in the morning and passion that keeps you up at night. You will be passionate about life and sleep will get in the way. You'll just want to do what it is you've got to do. This is for you because yesterday is now the past. Tomorrow is the future, but today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. So take care of your present. Use each second like a heartbeat. Use it wisely. Use it with love because like time, you never know when it will stop. 
don't forget to be kind and love yourself and others. The older you get, the less time you have. Always remember, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, yes, you can. Just focus on your focus and make sure you do what you can. I wish I had an older black woman to share her thoughts with me and handing me down these guidelines and navigation to life. My mother did pass things down, but this is a whole different time. So navigate your life so that you can get where you want to faster and safer. These gifts are precious gifts that I give to you. Use them with care and the way I intended you to. I hope you'll find them useful, Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Wow. I mean, yeah, that last thing you just said about wishing that you had an older black woman to mm. speak to, you know, I think for our, your generation and then our, even mine and Terry's as well, it was even though you all existed it was hard to find you yeah yeah we didn't we didn't have this access like exactly was, that's what know. i'm saying yeah we now have the you know we have the world at our fingertips and there's yeah. so many more women out there who are willing to share you know from all over the world and i think wherever we we look globally a lot of black women will have had the same experience from a different perspective and learning about other people's perspective. You'll find you're not alone. You're not alone. And the advice that they give you can be very useful. Yeah. And I think a, a, an app that came about during the lockdown clubhouse was so amazing for that because I found on Clubhouse, you could literally reach out to anybody. I know one of my friends spoke to Oprah in one of the rooms and I was just like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, like you spoke to Oprah, but you know, people have become so accessible now and it's just, yeah, it's really amazing. Like you're saying, you can speak to anybody from around the world in these rooms mm -hmm. and even people who you'd think you could only watch on TV or are just so unaccessible are really, really just at a, a click away now, you know, and yeah. that's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. Your letter covers the sort of sentiment of living in the moment, which we, we've talked about quite a bit. In this current world, where we do actually have lots of distractions mm. around us in terms of technology and the media, what advice would you give to somebody when it comes to trying to settle on their focus, you know, finding their focus, like you said, and appreciating uh, moments as they happen without looking to the next thing, because I find even in myself, I've learned to become, you know, with mindfulness, to just kind of witness what is around me, like how well I'm doing right now, like, because I'm always thinking about the goal and needing to, you know, that train, you know, that you're on, you're not actually appreciating the carriage that you're in and the people that are around you at the time. So what kind of advice would you give for, for to people regarding that? I just think you have to, block out what I call the white noise and just really find your focus and focus on your focus. I said it all the way through, but you have to know yourself. You have to know and think about where it is you're going, what you want to do. And the earlier you do that, the earlier you're able to do that, the better. The world has changed so much. When I was your age, I didn't know of all these things. I didn't know what was out there. I didn't know what jobs there were. We, you know, during when I was at school or even college, you know, the first thing they would say to you, oh, become a nurse, become a secretary, or, you know, working, I mean, there's nothing wrong with working in dress shop, uh, retail's great right now. There's nothing wrong, but but they would point you down one road. Mm -hmm. You know, I did want to be a nurse. I did want to be in the caring profession. I wanted to be a doctor because being the youngest of six, it was very competitive. And my eldest sister was a nurse. And I thought, well, if she can be a nurse, I can be a doctor. <laughs> well, I never quite made it to the medical profession, but I do have two honorary doctorate exactly and, and, I am, and I am in the caring profession because I consider 
the support work, the, do I, the work I do with supporting women in business is, is about caring. PR is about caring. Communications is about caring. I didn't know about all the things that you guys know. You you are so, so much wiser at this age than I ever was. We just didn't have the access to all the things. We didn't have the access to the world. We didn't have the uh, access to education. We didn't have the access to finance, to support, to mentoring. You know, the word mentoring, I mean, it's actually, a, I think it's a Greek god that is actually a men, is mentor. But who knew of that even 10 or 15 years ago? You know, it's only just recently all of these things have come about. So for me, I think, especially for much, much younger women, women your age have to start mentoring those young women so they Mm. are aware by the time they get to a certain age, they have an idea of what it is they want. Do they want to be a forensic scientist? I never heard of that until a forensic document, you know, examiner, a marine biologist. Oh, this never heard of all that, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. So there's so much more. I think what needs to happen is they need to be guided. And that's in a way, that's why these letters are great. You know, what you're doing is great. And if we can get younger women, a lot younger women, listening to these things as well, they will start to realize, hey, I can be this, I can be whatever I want to be, you know, and that's what you have to instill. And once they know that the world is open to them, I think they can then say, well, you know, this is the path. I mean, if I could live my life again, I would be a doctor. I probably would be a forensic detective. I would be, you know, I mean, there's so many things. All of them. Legal. I would love to be an accountant. I would have loved to have been a solicitor. But I didn't know all those things. Didn't. Really didn't. Yeah, I think, okay, I really like that. And I do think that to stay in the present and away from, not necessarily, not away from, but to kind of stay in your focus is mentoring. So that we've got media, technology, distractions, and then the thing that you need to find is actually the human being yeah. that, is, that has lived experience that can also be there as a guide to kind of yeah. help keep to com- complete that package. But it, it is about discipline as well, though, yeah. because mm-hmm. I think you have to be disciplined and find your focus so you're not distracted. And the more that you focus on your focus, the quicker you'll get there and, you know, the straighter the route, because if you're constantly distracted you'll be going you know down the rabbit hole as they they call it Mm -hmm. I think during this pandemic has been an absolutely wonderful time for me personally to do my focus in because otherwise in in normal life before pre before we had this pandemic there's always something to distract oh no I can't sit and read this book or listen to this because I've got to go here I've got to do this I've got to be here I've got to talk to this person and that person but being under a lockdown where everybody is actually still it gave me time to sit and think oh now that I'm still what is it that I'm actually doing um what is it that I want to be doing and where's my focus at actually because Mm. when you're busy and you feel like yeah I'm doing so much I'm busy here I'm going there (laughs) you know I'm getting in the cab I've got to get an uber I've got to be online but then when it all shut down and lots of things were no longer like a lot of my hosting and presenting work just became, mm-mm, mm-mm. it's not happening. All the weddings that I do, like, you know, the receptions for, they were all mm. cancelled. Everything simmered down. I was like, oh, it was actually spotlight on me. Oh, Terry, so what is it? Where's your focus? What's going to happen now? And I think that was an absolutely wonderful time for me to really focus in on myself. Mm. So I'm, I was grateful for that time. Well, I'm happy to hear that. So, well, Terry, would you read us your letter? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. In that case. (laughs) Right. So my letter is, Dear Terry, trust the process. It will all make sense. The journey of life can be so what's quote unquote, what's normal. You go to school, college, uni, and you get a great job. You get married and then you have kids. I want you to know that you achieved all of this, but you will still feel unaccomplished. Please don't feel that way because your past is what made you the 36 year old that you are now. Had you not tried all them ventures and failed, had you not had them friends and made them choices, how could you be who you are now? 
being a mother is an amazing job and a responsibility, but feel no way that you want more. It doesn't have to end there. You can still strive and achieve other goals on the other side of having that full-time job. It's okay to be patted on the back for raising two incredible boys, but it's not your be-all and end-all. And yes, you can travel, be sociable, host and present, and own a business all at the same time. You're doing it. Normalise your own reality. No one needs to co-sign it for you. Who cares if no one else has done it your way before? Do it your own way. Psalm 139.14 says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. One day sooner than you think, you will lose your only parent, your mum. However, your faith will hold you and guide you. The pain will ease, but the memories and lessons learned from your mum will live on forever. You're making her so proud and she'll be watching over you. You'll be weak, but you'll be strong. But go on your emotional journey, it's important. Those locks that you rock on your head were inspired by your mum and help you to be you, the natural you, that shows others how beautiful it is to be your natural self. That's inside and outside. Those complaints that you have because you're a thick-bodied girl, funnily enough, become the body that everybody desires. So don't complain, girl. Them stretch marks that you have will become irrelevant and the dimples in your skin will be celebrated. Embrace yourself, flaws in all. Never change your personality to allow others to feel comfortable. That tenacity you have will mean that you'll be good at so many things and maybe not the master of any, but who says that's not okay? Some will ask you what's your niche and until now you may not be able to answer them. However, one day your skills will come together and be so strong as a force to be reckoned with. Stay true to you and what you're about. That will always win in all areas of your life. There is freedom waiting for you on the breezes of the sky. And you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> well, you can tell she's a presenter. That was beautifully done. Yeah. Beautifully Thank done. you. You're yes. a great example of your work. Absolutely. Thank you. Just gorgeous and like emotional as well. You know, it really mm. got me there in the middle, especially where you're talking about your mum. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a big, we're just talking about mentors and having people to to look to. Talk to me about your your relationship with your hair. You know, the locks on, on your head were inspired by your mum and helped mm. you to be you. To what extent do you agree that black women sort of use their their hair as a mean of self-expression, I guess. That's, I, you know, connected to what you just said about your mum as well, please. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is I was 15, I remember. And 15 is quite a, it's, a, it's an age where at school, you know, things can be going on. You're either cool, you're not cool. And I remember my mum <laughs> just saying to me one day, you should start dreads. And I thought, no way. Like, if I go to school with dreads, I'm not going to be that girl. Like, no one's going <laughs> to understand. It's not yeah. like how it is now. <laughs> Dreads are very much um, celebrated now. Everyone loves dreads. They want dreads. But back then, it, dreads were seen as like, oh, it's dirty. Do you even wash your hair? Like, people would always ask me these silly questions. But I remember my mum championing me and saying, look at my hair. And Terry, you want to do presenting and act. No, at, the, at that time, when I was being an actress, she was like, you want to be an actress and stuff like that. You'll look so different and it'll be so nice for you to start dreads. And I said to her, okay, then I will start if we can start it in a way where my hair doesn't have to be wild to go to school. <laughs> so we started with single braids and I've always been natural haired. I think I relaxed my hair once ever in my life. Again, that was through my mum championing me just to keep my hair nice. So um, we started with single braids. And I remember going to school and just leaving these braids in and people going, what are you doing with your hair? And I used to be, I'm starting dreads and none of my friends could understand it. They were like, dreads? <laughs> they would laugh. But as time went on and my hair grew, everyone always was like, Terry, I love your hair. Oh my God, your hair, your hair, your hair. <laughs> and I think that just instilled something from, from young for me that it was okay to be different because like I said, no, none of my peers had dreads. And um, the way I did my dreads was different from others and people actually adored it. And I, I think that put something in me from back then where I thought, do you know what? It's okay to be doing me and doing me in the style that suits me because actually... I'm actually inspiring others because the amount of people that said, if I could have hair like yours, I would do exactly the same. So even now, obviously we're in this 
this area and this era of the world where everyone's like be natural mm. no makeup you know natural beauty natural beauty but I felt like I was on that path from a long time ago because of my mum and the inspiration she gave so now I really I watch others doing it and I, I'm happy for them but I, I was glad that I had already arrived there from a long time ago. So now when I talk to people passionately about being their natural, true self, like I said in my letter, it's inside and out as well. It's not just mm. about the physical appearance of your hair or mm. how much makeup you wear or don't wear mm. whatsoever. But it's just being mm. natural to yourself. You just don't mm. know who you're going to inspire. So it's really important to me because even you asking me to come on this, when David spoke to me about it and my husband, I was just like, me? Why me? Like... <laughs> Half the time I don't even know what I'm doing Like Mm -hmm. why me But again I had to go back to that 15 year old And be like Tim you don't know what you're doing That might inspire somebody And it's more relatable It doesn't always have to be on the Oprah Winfrey level Where you have to be up there before someone can look to you And go ooh you can be on any level And I think I love championing people on every level Mm -hmm. um, To give them the respect and the dues that they need On every level Because they just don't know who's watching them Like I know my boys are watching me and they're six and eight years old, but they watch me every day. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. Terry, that, that alone there is your audience. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the way Mm -hmm. I keep myself, the way I keep my hair, this is, I'm going to be the model for who they're going to look at in the future to be their wife. And, you know, and things like that. So, <laughs> oh yeah. God, poor, yeah, it's crazy. poor girls. <laughs> Honestly, my son's already talked to me about when they get married, and I'm just like, slow down, slow down, <laughs> please, let's slow down. But I'm just thinking all the time that actually things that I'm doing here, you know, we always grow older and be like, well, my mum never did it like that, or you know, my grandma never did it like this. So I'm always watching myself to think, come on, Terry, be your true, authentic self. To that, your boys even can just know how things run and how you did it and just be the best you. I do think it's with black women, it is something that I think people misunderstand a lot about our hair and about mm-hmm. what we do with it. And, and actually it is literally an extension of the seed of who we are inside growing out. I think it is for most people, but yeah. what it does, you know, you know how that throw arrives in the morning when you wake up. For <laughs> yeah. me, I'm like, this is, this is telling me how my day is going to go. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not. No. <laughs> trying, getting the hot irons out, trying to straighten it. No, but you know what I mean? It really does. It's a, an expression of, of, of who we are from the inside. Mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I just... And the fact that you mentioned your mum in relationship to that as well and the, the journey of how that grows. So I think it's important for people to, to hear about that. You talk about your boys a lot and I love yeah. they're gorgeous, gorgeous boys. Thank you. you know, it's okay to pat yourself on the back for raising two incredible boys. And it is. And it, But I love what you said, that it's not your, your be-all or, or, or end-all. What advice would you give to young mums who who might actually be worried that she she won't be able to travel and do the things that she did previously, you know, because there's a yeah. lot of people who've been having babies in this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Do you know what? Again, that's what another thing that I loved about this that brought everything together because every time I travel and go on, even with friends or whatsoever, people always say, Terry, you're always enjoying though. You're enjoying life, innit? And you've got kids and blah, blah, blah. Or some of them don't even realise I've got kids. And when I say it, they don't understand. So how are you living this sociable enjoyment life? And you've got two kids and you're married and blah, blah. I said, my life didn't end there. It didn't start there. And it, it's not going to end there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born into marriage with two kids. Mm-hmm. I was born Terry. Mm-hmm. Terry had a lot of enjoyment mm-hmm. in her body before everything. So why should it not continue afterwards? That's, and then it goes back to being, again, your true self. Be your best you. Because I can only be a good wife, a good mum, if I know who the good Terry is. Mm-hmm. Who's the good Terry? What does Terry like to do? I like to travel. When I travel, I re-up. It's like a recharge of the battery. And when I come back, I could be the fun mum, the happy mum, the cooking mum, the cooking wife, the cleaning <laughs> the house. Let that travel be taken away like the last year. I can be a moody (laughs) (laughs) So moody, I don't want to do nothing. I'm just not even involved. I don't care about the homeschooling. I'm just like, just do the maths and English and then we're done for the day because I'm over this. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all them things, you're actually feeding into, how can you pour into other people's cups if you don't pour into your own? So Mm -hmm. my main thing is when you're a young mum or just even a mother in, in yourself, 
you can't always say, oh, it's for my kids. Everything's for my kids. Because if you're not pouring into yourself and you can't stand strong for yourself, how are you meant to carry your kids and bring them along with you or teach them when you're not fulfilled? So mm-hmm. I think the main thing is always be fulfilling yourself. It's me first, not me only. That's a yes. very good phrase. It's me first and it's not me only, but I have to do me first so mm-hmm. I can give everybody else the overflow of goodness yeah. that comes from well, that. Well, it is like they say in the airplanes, you know, when you're, when the, when the masks yeah. come down, make sure yeah. you put yours on first mm-hmm. so that you can help others with theirs. Exactly. Um, that's, a, that's a really good, you know, that's a really good interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I love what you're saying about the energy that your kids bring you. Well, mm. again, you know, my daughter is 46 and, <laughs> and don't so, believe you. <laughs> you would have my, thought my screen just paused then. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like both of us are like, what is happening? Yeah, my my daughter's 46, and I've got two grandchildren who are your boys' age. And again, it's such everything you've just said just really matters. It really is about showing the best you so they know look what to look for in a husband or in a wife when they grow up and they should not expect or look for any less. If anything, they should look for more. More, yes. Um, And again, going back to the hair thing. Mm. Now, you know, from the time I was about 24, my hair started going grey and I was constantly dying it constantly dying it and of course during my time I don't know if you guys are really old enough to remember the curly perm oh yes and the the stories about the the stories I'm a Nigerian child like I had the curly (laughs) perm at like age six they'd set you in rollers curly perm Yeah, and and traveling on the buses and leaning on the buses, and then when you move, all the all the stuff from your hair is left on the window of the bus or the back of the seat. So I went through all of that, and I I just decided, you know what? I can't remember. It must be twenty years ago now that I just decided I'm going to stop coloring my hair. I'm going to. In fact, I shaved my hair. It was longer than this now and I shaved my head and just started going natural and just let it grow out and let the gray go out naturally and people were saying oh why don't you dye your hair why don't you dye your hair why it makes you look older and then all of a sudden great with when when Megan's wedding happened and that choir came on all of a sudden gray was the place to be but hey I've been doing it how many you know how many years before and I'm lucky that a lot of women when they start going gray they have the peppercorn you know the black and the and the gray and some of them it, it works and some it doesn't but I've been very lucky that mine has just gone all gray all at once. And again, I'm lucky because it suits my complexion. So it does. I've been, but really I does. always say it's it it is beautiful, and it's what's in the inside coming out. It is. Yes. It was yes. what was. Which is the two of you said same thing. It's like and it's yeah. it's it was meant to be. It's so naturally you. You're talking about authenticity. It's like mm-hmm. you know the human body is an incredible thing. You know. Mm. It's, it's not an accident, you know? Yeah, it's not yeah, an accident, exactly. You know? I mean, I've had dreams where I don't have my dreads and I've woke up and my face is literally in the crying state. And I've woken <laughs> up and grabbed my hair and be like, oh, it's Just still there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's not a vanity thing. It's just, this is my crown. I don't know. I just can't live without it. That's gorgeous. And that, you know, and also it's okay to throw other things on you know wigs and and all that kind of stuff you know I'm all for that I love a wig I'm just like yeah well I've got to say when I was growing out I plaited I just plaited it so I wouldn't be tempted to straighten it and I wouldn't be tempted to dye it and I did wear a wig for a while so yeah and then all of a sudden when when I wrote when I wrote my book even when I went to get my CBE from the palace I was wearing this wig and I thought to myself I now look back at that and I thought why did you do that (laughs) yeah yeah, because you were growing Growing, you were growing growing Uh, but then I wrote my book and as part of the launch for the book I decided you know this is it this is my coming out Uh, and I literally stopped wearing (laughs) I've not worn the wig since in fact I've tried to see if it would suit me it no longer suits me I could never go back there yeah Um, I have 
I was going to say, I have a whole whole YouTube channel for lock tutorials showing people how you can still do hairstyles over locks as well. So I've had a weave, I've had wigs, I've had it all. I've had braids, everything. I wanted to talk about specifically owning space because we've talked about lockdowns, people being, uh, Terry, you brought up being at home on their own, reflecting and being in your own space and not actually having to sort of answer to somebody else's presence necessarily. So anybody that was actually feeling quite insecure before or felt like they were moderating their behavior and themselves and their true selves to be around others, which we all do and have done. Mm. Now you've just been in your own space and you've not had to do that. So when we go back into the world now, as it starts, the, the doors are starting to open and the shimmers of light are coming, you know, that, that we're out coming out of this sort of like these home jails we've been in for the <laughs> last year. You know, like how do you go about owning your space and finding your, staying focused on your focus, I guess, in this new world, as it were, new, how do we do that? I see it almost as a new opportunity, to be fair, especially with everything we've gone through with regards to like the Black Lives Matter movement and everything like that. I really thought, oh, I was so excited because I thought, oh my gosh, things are never going to be the same again. And that gives me an excitement because I know now when I'm going to knock doors, when I'm going to go and pursue certain jobs, I'm going with a different kind of vim. And that vim came from being alone and being more observant and being able to build upon myself because in that building of myself that just means now when I go somewhere and even if they say to me Terry no you're not the one I'm I'm walking away with a different strength than I would have before Mm -hmm. I'm walking away knowing nah sorry well this is me they didn't want it somebody else is going to want it because there's only one me so therefore I'm not doing anything wrong it's just that it doesn't suit them Mm -hmm. so I almost see it as like a new awakening and a new opportunity and I almost see every day like that now as well actually especially since the pandemic and like um, we've said before we don't know if tomorrow is promised or not so every day I wake up I'm always buzzing like oh my god so today I've got another chance to do what am I going to do I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this just in the 24 hours that I have so never mind this whole world when it reopens up I feel like we can remold it in a way mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a play-doh has been smashed um like squashed back down and we can do what we want with this new play-doh now and sort of remold it so that's how I'm seeing the that's new great. opening that's mm. great yeah Dr Yvonne what are you thinking I saw you nodding away oh <laughs> I, I I just think she is she is the new me I mean you know. <laughs> <laughs> just I love when when I when I drop off the end, you just pick up and carry on, right? <laughs> I do think Mm-mm. that a lot of people feel like they sort of suffer from this thing that's been coming up a lot: imposter syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. where do you think that that actually comes from? It starts at home, because unless you've got. I mean, I I very much doubt that if Terry had any girls or even her boys, they are not going to be suffering from the imposter syndrome because she has shown them that anything is possible. And I think we have to... We have to learn that everything is possible. Anything we want to do is possible. So for me, it starts from, you know, people say it starts in school, but I think it starts from home because you are what your parents teach you to be, what your parents encourage you to be. So all that learning has to start from home. You know, I don't think, again, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter, it is a movement. I don't see it as a moment in history It's not a moment, it is a movement. And we have to keep that ball and keep that momentum and that movement going forward. We cannot, I mean, you know, back in August, I was was kind of angry with the radio industry around that whole thing and being the chair. I mean, I I stepped down, I actually stepped down in, um, or my term finished in December. Okay. I've been there for, for three years, but it was quite... A struggle when I joined my maiden speech was based on the radio industry needs to diversify or die. And that went down like wow. a lead balloon. Oh, I can imagine. A lead balloon. In mm-hmm. fact, 
I was the first, I was the third woman chair of the Radio Academy, but I was the first black person to ever chair the Radio Academy. So you can imagine this black woman coming in saying the radio industry needs to diversify or die. Um, It did not go down well. But, you know, two and a half years later, when the whole black lives movement came along and that you know that whole thing happened it was like Yvonne what can we do what should we be doing mm. you know that and I said well you know if you take my advice two and a half years ago you wouldn't yeah. be asking me or you wouldn't feel that urgent but anyway yeah. we did you know we did a series of webinars because that's all we could do at the time mm. online it wasn't very much else we could do and, um, you know, that went down really well with Trevor Nelson from Radio One. We had mm-hmm. footballer Darren Bent. We had Lorna Clark, who is the, the most senior black woman producer. She produces Radio Two at the BBC. She came and she talked about uh, and hearing their struggles in the radio industry was really moving. I mean, the reviews and the feedback we got them from that was absolutely amazing. But, you know, wow. again, I, I had to take, everybody was talking about pivoting. We all had to pivot online. Mm. Otherwise, it really was about adapting, do or die, you know, adapt mm. or die, literally. So I took my whole women's network online because normally around that time we would have been doing a summit with about 600 women from around the world Mm -hmm. in London. Uh And about this time last year, I just thought everybody's going online. I've got to go online. Um, So we started doing webinars, weekly webinars. And the first one was with the minister for business. And we had uh, over a thousand black businesses registered for that webinar. We had about on the day about seven, close to 800 online. But after that, I thought, well, this is the way because, but it was actually in the midst of everybody saying, oh, what is the COVID? What is COVID? Are we going to survive? You know, it was all that panic because people really didn't know what to expect or what what was going to happen. So we did the first webinar with the Minister for Business and thereafter, we started doing them weekly and we've had everybody from the vice president of Facebook. We've had Her Highness Basma Al-Sayed from Oman, Princess in Oman. We've had Google. We've had MasterCard. We've had wow. Deloitte. We've had Nike and we've carried on doing them. Every Thursday lunchtime, I call it your front row seat to inspiration. It's free webinars every week. And my guarantee is that my speakers will leave you speechless Mm -hmm. and they'll be the best lunchtime guests you'll have that week. So and and those are my promises. And and we've done that since we started with uh, Nicola Mendelssohn, Lady Mendelssohn from Facebook. And then we ended at the end of last year with Vanessa Kingori. Do you know Vanessa Kingori? Have you heard of Vanessa Kingori? No. So Uh. Vanessa Kingori (laughs) is not only the first female publisher of Vogue, but she's the first black female publisher of Vogue UK. Her and Edward, can't pronounce Edward's last name, I've forgotten it. Edward is also is Nigerian. She's Kenyan or half Kenyan and and Edward is Nigerian. And they are the first two. In fact, they're probably the two highest people in publishing, British publishing at the moment. And they're a black team. They're a black team. Uh, And it's been amazing. So I need to invite you and your audience to join me on Wintrade Global every Thursday, um, every Thursday lunchtime. We have women literally from all over the world all over the world you see, you know. and, and this is a, such a great point because there's no need for anyone to feel like an imposter if they yeah. come and they listen to this because they'll see a version of themselves somewhere yeah. there also exactly. in front of them trying to come out and it's just and so amazing okay so tell us because we're gonna have to wrap up a bit now so Tell us exactly where they can find you again, Yvonne, with that, because I think that... Yeah. I think probably the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. Okay. But you've got to search. You can't just search for Yvonne Thompson, because until I started my LinkedIn account, I didn't realise how many Yvonne Thompsons <laughs> there are in the world. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've got to look for Dr. Yvonne Thompson, CBE. 
Excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, Excuse me, ma'am. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget that. Well, I have to distinguish myself from all the other Yvonne Thompsons. There are white Yvonne Thompsons. They're Asian Yvonne Thompsons. They're more black Yvonne. I'm just, you know. I'm just, what's the word? Ubiquitous. Yeah. You I'm are, everywhere. You are the Yvonne Thompson. I am the real, <laughs> the real, the real Yvonne Thompson. So. <laughs> this account is not fake. <laughs> it's verified. Absolutely. It's verified. CBE. Okay. <laughs> Get it right, honey. Yeah. Oh. I mean, my, so, name's, my name's Terry Martin. So you can imagine the amount of Terry Martins on there. So I need to really? now think of what my, how I would... Your distinction. Yeah. What is your yeah. distinction, Terry Martin? <laughs> Terry Dreddy Martin or something, you know. <laughs> Dreddy. Just, just to let them know the dreads are there. So you're looking for the one with the dreads or the locks. <laughs> Terry Locks Martin. Terry Locks Martin, I like that. I'm That's thinking nice. about this. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so LinkedIn for Yvonne. Amazing. And Terry, so how do people find you? So you've talked about your YouTube, you mm. know, the travel business stuff. I think people yeah. would love to hit that up. Yeah, I try and keep everything similar. So my YouTube is Terry Presenter Martin. So... That's how I distinct. I'm the presenter okay. one. Okay. Um, and my my Instagram is Terry underscore presenter as well. So um, hopefully people will just be able to find me on there. And yeah, on my Instagram is where I do a lot of my, let's call it network marketing for the travel business. So all the information is on my page. You can DM me anytime, ask me any questions and you'll see everything travel on there. I'm always out of the country until recently, unfortunately. But um, I'll be starting up again. I've already booked some holidays. So. Yes. <laughs> You're very optimistic, out. Terry. You're yeah. very optimistic. Yeah. Very. I don't think anything's <laughs> going to stop me, even if I have to walk to my destination. I'm going to make it there, okay? So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Terry, are you going to be able to go? And I'm like, please don't say that to me i am going yeah. so let's just will it right. so Ashe, it will happen <laughs> yeah will exactly be, you know exactly. amazing well listen ladies i i'm so so thrilled that you both came on today and like you're such amazing energy and really really amazing things that have been said today that i think i just know our listeners are going to be i know we have a, a quite a, a few young ladies that listen who are 17 18 and i just lovely know- yeah, I just know that they're going to be taken by this. So thank you so much for taking the time. And, um, you know, Dr. Yvonne, you know, for eating into your sleep. <laughs> no, it's well, it, it, it's 10 past, it's, or it's, it's gone past seven. So I still have to go and eat and cook and do some more stuff. Wow. And yeah, I'll probably... Yeah, catch up You're and then amazing. start all, get, all day again tomorrow. So. Amazing, amazing. Yvonne is, is my muse. That's what I've taken from this. This is my muse right here. <laughs> yeah. you, you've connected me with my inner self and the outer self and yes. a mature being. Uh, I love you, Yvonne. I love you. Thank you. I love your energy. You you really, uh, and Gloria, thank you for being the connector. Thank you, Gloria. (laughs) That's all good. That's what this is all for. And that is it for this week on Letter to a Black Girl. You can find us on Instagram at Letter to a Black Girl and on Twitter at LTABGpod. If you have any letters, poems, music or musings that you would like to share, then please do get in touch via the email link in our Instagram bio. We'd love to hear from you. Cut up from the finest cloths Risen from the finest tree Girl, you're the one Second to none Oh, but let your voice be free